Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Access Hockey and my podcast. This is one of many that we've done. I was going to try and name the number, but that's just silly because I had it's no a, idea. It's a couple. Um, we basically talk about all things hockey in all leagues. Um, we've covered a, quite a few teams so far. If you have not yet listened to our NHL Prospects um, podcast from the previous week, I would encourage you to go back and do that. Keep your eye on a few of the prospects that we have talked about in those. Today, however, uh, we are talking about the Nashville Predators, who have had quite a bit of success, I would say, regular season and going into the playoffs, but have yet to get an actual Stanley Cup. So they're a relatively new team. Let people know you're here, Rachel. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm here. Don't worry. I just realized, oh dear, they're going to... I'm just absorbing. She's not just talking to herself. I'm over here drinking coffee. Yeah, so <laughs> Rachel's here, so it's very fun <laughs> Um, So basically in this podcast, we're going to talk about their draft success, their development success, their competitiveness as a team, and at the end of it, why, why they, don't they don't have a cup yet. Um, so, like I was saying, they're a relatively new team. They're younger than me. They were formed in 1998, Ooh. which I'll let you all guess what you that do means. The <laughs> <laughs> they're younger than me, so it could be anything. Um, they have qualified for the Cup five seasons, and even then, the first time they qualified, they were eighth place to get uh, in. So it was kind of by the skin of their teeth. Card. Yeah, so they have one conference championship that's 16 and 17, two division championships that's 17, 18, 18, 19. And then the biggest thing that I think. When I started to like really pay attention to the Predators was when they traded Shea Weber mm, for PK mm-hmm, Subban, mm-hmm. who we've talked about before, um, yep. and who's just a stud as a player. So it's in our podcast, No Cup for You about the Devils. Yeah, look it up. I don't think it's called No Cup for You. Yeah, no, it's not. not. No, I think that's the Oilers. <laughs> we've talked about a lot of hockey. It's not called No Cup for You. Guys. Um, but that's it's when confusing. that's when I first at least started to realize their competitiveness as a team. Um, that was a huge trade because Shea, Shea Weber was their captain, and they traded him to Montreal mm-hmm. in exchange for P.K. Subban, huge point producer. I have that in my notes. Big defenseman, um, and I really think that he helped, of course, their campaign in 16-17 mm-hmm. to get to the finals, which was the only time they got to the finals so mm-hmm. far Curious in their campaign. Curious. Um, other than that, they've lost first and second round every season since, so that's... Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so the current studs that they've got on their team, um, player-wise, is going to be Roman Yossi for me, mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne, who's a, a recent acquisition, Philip Forsberg, and then their goalie, Pekka Rene, I think deserves a mention as well. Um, Pekka, that's such an odd name. Do you have agreements with those? Um, I know. I mean, they're all, of course. They're, they're, they're all good. I mean, yeah. stud's a strong word. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I wouldn't heartily disagree with any of them. I yeah. think that as far as veteran leadership, I think they've got a good amount that they know the organization well. And even Duchesne coming into it pretty young. He's an experienced player, so yeah. I think he can just jive wherever he's at. Yeah, one of the reasons I love that we started doing this podcast is because where we both love hockey and we both mm-hmm. keep up on hockey, focusing on these teams really helps us to see how good each individual player actually yep. is instead of just looking, oh, hey, they made the playoffs, or oh, hey, they didn't. So Roman Yossi, just for starters, he's the captain of the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. He took over after Mike Fisher retired, after Shea Weber was Is that traded. the second time Fisher retired? Yes, okay. I believe so. I think so. I yeah. Don't quote me on that. Um, so Yossi is a defenseman, and he's got at least 40-plus points Which a is season insane. With the Predators. And that's insane, especially mm-hmm. for a defenseman. 
Um, so that's huge. And of course, you can tell that's leadership. You can tell on the ice when he's playing. Of course, he's just got that outstanding leadership to make mm-hmm. him that captain. Matt Duchesne, like I said, was a recent acquisition. They got him from Columbus, um, who got him from Ottawa. So last season, Matt Duchesne was between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, in 23 games with Columbus, he had 12 points. And then in the playoffs, 10 games, he had 10 points. Mm-hmm. He's a big contributor. He can, he can obviously produce. I can't wait to see him with one team in one year. That would be, <laughs> that's going to be... Just hang on for one whole season, yeah, man. That's going to be great to see. Philip Forsberg is another big one. He gets at least 50-plus points a season. And then Pecorine, he's mm-hmm. on the older end. He's 36 years old, and for a goaltender, you got to be pushing some sort of injury, yeah. some sort of place that you don't want him to <laughs> Things are moving where they shouldn't be. He kind of stays in like a 2.42 goals mm-hmm. against average and like a .97. Mm-hmm. He two stopped a cannonball in seven. Wow. Yeah, they shot a cannonball at him, and he stopped it. <laughs> Fun fact, it's well, a great that's video. Great. <laughs> um, and it's then to back him up is Saros. So... Him, I'm not so sure. He's younger. He's 24. Mm -hmm. So that's good for at least not being, you know, he's got someone else to fall back on. He's kind of getting to the age where as a goaltender, especially, or any player, like, you kind of get stuck in the age and you start to get overlooked at that age, I think. So if he he doesn't have a fantastic game as a backup, so when they do put him in and he doesn't, like, absolutely stun, he's probably going to be forever a backup until Rena, like, gets a hernia or something. It could be. He did play 31 games with Mm -hmm. him last year, though, like, in the NHL. I think he was, he he is good, but as long as Rene is kicking, I don't think he's giving that crease to anybody. Kicking? That's (laughs) funny. They do that. Accidental pun. So, basically, what we have seen of the Predators is that they are continually competing team Mm -hmm. with a bunch of great guys that contribute to the team, mm-hmm. that get points, that keep them in competitive mm-hmm. standing. I mean, I they're always near the top of the leaderboard in their mm-hmm. division, always. Yeah, definitely so, recently. Rachel, why don't you talk a little bit about their recent, some of their recent draft picks okay. and some of the prospects that are even we, coming to make them even better? Well, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if you had mentioned it already, but the reason we even talked a lot, our interest got peaked about Nashville is because. They drafted three former Muskegon Lumberjacks, mm-hmm. which obviously were... Explain to the people who they are. The Muskegon Lumberjacks are a USHL team, so it is an elite junior team. There's only 16 teams in the entire league of the USHL, so it's highly competitive. Um, most of the players either get drafted or get college scholarships. College, college scholarships. Scholar- I, scholarships. <laughs> I need to go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> that was a guffaw at me. <laughs> she guffawed. So anyway, so they either get scholarships or or they get drafted. Um, so many of them, that's why they go. If they have the choice to go to the junior, if the, U- the USHL, it's very promising for and them as far as their future goes. A lot of you will know Team USA. So mm-hmm. the USA U18, that's a lead, or that's a team that the USHL mm-hmm. plays against. They're yeah. part of it technically. They're like, part of the NCAA. They're part of the yeah, USHL. They're, they kind of they're an elite league, but that's where you're going to hear names like Jack Hughes yep. and Noah Dobson and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And one of the players mentioned. Noah Dobson, right? right? Noah Dobson? Yeah. I believe Am I so. crazy? Spencer Stastny. Yes. He came from there. Yeah. Um, I just mentioned him. I just said I was going to. But anyway, so they drafted Jakim Kondalik, mm-hmm. Mark Del Geizo, um, and oh my goodness, Igor Afanasyev. Almost blanked on that one. <laughs> That's oh, man. terrible. Kondalik was last season. Yep. That was huge. That was mm-hmm. such a big, um, we were so proud and so mm-hmm. impressed. Um, he's such a great player. And yep. with the University of Connecticut, he actually, last season at least, mm-hmm. he did 33 games and 26 points, which is pretty, which is big. He also mm-hmm. played in two international mm-hmm. championships, so the World Junior Championship, as well as an international junior team for the Czech, right. Czech Republic. 
Um, and he got points in those games yeah. as well. So huge for him. And I, he's big. He's six seven. Yeah. <laughs> I remember standing next to him, thinking like, I think I'm a tall person. And standing next to him, Looking I felt like down. a midget. Yeah. And I was like, I my my head is chest level. With yeah. Him. And so then you mentioned Mark Delgado, mm-hmm. who was drafted this year. He with UMass Amherst. Um, so. Uh, Kondalik and Delgaiser are both in the NCAA circuit. Um, with UMass Amherst, at least last year, he had 41 games, 29 points. Defenseman, that's huge. He had a huge year, yeah. which is no doubt why the Predators noticed him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those the, the two-way kind of players because mm-hmm. him and his brother Anthony also, uh, Anthony plays for UMass as well. Mm-hmm. Anthony's beyond draft eligibility. He can't get drafted anymore. So my guess is that either he's going to play in like an international league or just call it and get his mm-hmm. degree. Phenomenal player, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, he... He plays just such a gritty, in-your-face game, but he can place that puck so well. Yeah, which <laughs> seems to be what it's Nashville looks for. It's working out for him so far. And then, of course, you said Igor Afanasev, which mm-hmm. is the current, I would say, most of the fans of Nashville are going to know his They're name. Gonna he was drafted. He was 45th overall. That's huge. Yep. He was drafted very high. I almost um, cried when he was drafted. I, I felt like I he was going to go first round, ended up going second mm-hmm. round. Still not a big deal. I mean, he... Made it, and he did well. Um, he's with the OHL Spitfires right now, mm-hmm. and in one game, he's already got two assists. Yeah. I mean, that's just one game played. With Muskegon, he was an it was insane force on the ice. point per Another night. big guy. Yeah. Let's just keep saying. He's, he's meaty. These forwards, at least, so Connelly mm-hmm. and Afanasi, they're big guys. And that's just, these are just three of the guys they drafted. Well, they're over you know? 200 and just barely over 18 or 19 yeah. years old. they're huge. So you put them in, okay, so Gore is in, Igor is in the OHL. Which mm-hmm. is still a junior team, but it's highly offensive and competitive. So oh, he yeah. spends a season there. Let's say it's very good development. Let's say next season they put him with the Milwaukee Admirals, who are their AHL affiliate. Mm-hmm. Great team, great mm-hmm. development program. They've been their affiliate Thorns since the start. In the side yeah. of all teams. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, and they've Milwaukee has been their affiliate since the beginning of Nashville. So they mm-hmm. know these this organization in and out. They know exactly what they need and what they want. So. I think these guys, if they find time on, on the Admirals, it's going to be very, very quick where Nashville's going to decide, all right, we're keeping them here for a few seasons, or let's take them. They're yeah. ready. Yeah, and I mean, like Rachel said, we so first I noticed Nashville because of P.K. Subban when mm-hmm. he was drafted back in 20, or when he was traded back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, every single time the past two years we've watched the draft, they keep drafting our Muskegon Lumberjacks guys. <laughs> we're sitting there we're them. sitting there going, okay wings, you're on pick number six. Let's get one of these one of these jacks yeah. and then Nashville gets them every yeah. time. We're like Nashville three come on. Three of them. <laughs> three of them so far. But they Nashville in the last couple seasons has done a good job drafting. Yes. I mean they're I'd say probably in the last two or three seasons, they've done a really good job. There yeah. was a bit of a drought there, I think. Mm-hmm. Honestly, looking back, I mean, obviously the guys that they've drafted since 16 on up, they're still going to be in their entry levels. They're still in their junior teams trying to develop these yeah. players. A lot of them are still international and playing for other leagues. But, I mean, I, I want to say it's between 2012 and 2014, they had phenomenal success with drafting. They got yeah. Victor Arvidsson, mm-hmm. who is still on their roster. Kevin Fiala, who's no longer with them, but he's still an extremely high producer in the mm-hmm. NHL. Um, Pontus Aberg, it's mm-hmm. a crazy name, but he's it's a, a very, great name. It's Pontus. I mean, <laughs> you've got to play hockey. <laughs> exactly. You, you do anything else, you're going to get mocked. <laughs> <laughs> he's not with them anymore, but he's still in the NHL. High point producer Colton Sissons, he's with them until 25 26. Mm-hmm. So they, they locked him down. So that was all between 2012 2014, which was also kind of around the time that they signed on Shea Weber mm-hmm. for that huge extension. And I think that kind of messed up their cap space mm-hmm. for the following seasons. Because yeah. they, I mean, that's 
it was like 110 million dollars over 14 years. That cap space is going to get you in trouble for sure. Oh yeah, they've got a little more than a million left in it. So I think between but they have a stellar team yeah. right now. You know, well, and I think a between, great development team too. They and do, the, and the admirals. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think the, just the reason they haven't up until this last season or two that we've really been watching them drafted super well or they haven't seen a lot of success is because they were strapped a little bit. There was one season they had four picks total, mm. and that was it. Yeah. That kills you. Mm-hmm. you got to draft. You That's a lot of management. That's a lot mm-hmm. of ownership and coaching and, yep. you know, all yeah. that has to work together. And if you don't got the space to get these kids on You don't entrance, got that you space. Don't got, I don't you go back to guys, college. <laughs> no. I am college educated. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. But they – they, they struggled for a little bit there, but I think between these last two seasons or so, two or three seasons, they've gotten Spencer Stastny. They got him just last season. Mm-hmm. Amazing player out of the USHL, yeah. Team USA. Mm-hmm. Um, he's phenomenal. There's yes, he that is. kid, he's going to be irritating in a year yes. or two. Um, <laughs> they got Jacob Paquette, Tom, uh, Thomas Vamacha. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a name that you've seen around a little bit here and there. Um, and even this last season, I'm not going to try to pronounce this name because it's Russian, but they did really, really well mm-hmm. with the players they've got. They've got really highly offensive They really piqued my interest in the draft just to see mm-hmm. who they're going to get because, like we said before, all this success and, you know, you said they have, they've had droughts, which, which team hasn't. Yeah. It's the hockey league. You know, you that's have expansions. How it, that's how it goes. You have bad contracts. You've got lockouts that they just, were a part of as yeah, well. Just wait until um, Seattle. And then they got to right. figure out who's unprotected. Right, right. So teams across the league always go through this. It's not mm-hmm. one size fits all for any team. So to see Nashville with the success mm-hmm. and these great players, what does this like? Does do these picks eventually translate to success of getting a cup, or like where do you see these picks getting them? I say think, after entry level deals or whatever they go. I think it depends on what kind of team they want to make because mm-hmm. right now. They've got a good structure, a good core leadership, but you give it a season or two, these guys, you know, the couple, not all of them, it's not like the Wings where we have a ton of really long contracts. I think they learned from Shea Weber that that's going to strap you. Yeah. They've got maybe two, three players that are signed for decent, long periods of time. Yeah. So you're going to get all these other guys that they're going to become restricted and unrestricted free agents in the next two seasons. And they're going to have to decide either to sign the vets, take the risk, or pull up these entry kids and give them the chance. You might not get a cup, mm-hmm. but you'll be a very fast and offensive team. So they have to kind of pick and choose. I don't think with in the next season or two with the kind of players they've got coming up, I don't think they're cup contenders necessarily, but I think they could easily make the playoffs. It's just I think after that, it's probably going to be at least three seasons. Well, after, the pl- after you make the playoffs after that, it's... It's so up in the air where you're going to go. Like mm-hmm. Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay. Who would have yeah. saw that coming? So yeah. it's so – it doesn't – if you have the best team, like the best players, yeah. it doesn't mean you're going to get the cup. Yeah. It should technically, I guess, but it doesn't. <laughs> you're going based on just stats, yeah. You but then the NHL is full of these elite players, yeah. you know, who who have their these job is to yeah. be amazing at playing hockey mm-hmm. and, you know, everything else they do. So – Technically, they all should win, you know, but that's not how the game works, and that's not how it should work. So, I think, well, with I mean, if you look at the other teams league wide, not everybody has solid goaltending. So, mm. Rene's yeah. maybe got right, you know, I'd say maybe three or four seasons safely. Mm. I mean, if he gets a hernia or something like that, that's I don't know, 36, that's pretty, that's, except if he hasn't struggled yet. Yeah, 
But last season, he had some hard times. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the playoffs, he was pulled. He got frustrating. He got benched. Yeah. Saros went in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you don't have solid goaltending and then you have a very strong defensive core and that strong leadership with Roman Yossi, yeah, he's obviously a leader. Mm-hmm. But, and he's a younger guy, too. So, yeah. I think that'll help kind of he's bring those younger guys He's 28, 29. Him. Yeah, maybe? so he's, he's still pretty young. Yeah. And I think with these players, depending on how they can develop, I can see Stastny up there at least in two seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he'll finish out of the three-year entry in the AHL. I think that they have a ton of things to be encouraged mm-hmm. about with how they've been doing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, the guys from Muskegon are going to only help them. Mm-hmm. And I think that they drafted really well with those three they because did. we wanted them. <laughs> that our opinion great. is always right, guys, right? obviously. When will you learn? <laughs> Um, so what do you think has been missing then in these cup runs? Because they've, I mean, forget my page turning over. <laughs> so this is lost, the sound of education. Guys. So they've lost first, second round, mm-hmm. all but five. So they first round in 14-15, they lost second round 15-16, they got to the finals in 16-17, and then they lost second, mm-hmm. then they lost first round. Well, I would say common direction, Yeah, honestly, because when... These team, this team is very, very good. That's why mm-hmm. they make it this far. That's why they fight and battle this hard. But, but maybe they're relying too much on just the skill. Mm-hmm. Maybe they lose the chemistry or maybe, mm-hmm. like I, you I said, the goaltending starts to falter and then yeah. they don't know how to pick when it up. You're facing, there. and every team goes through this that makes the playoffs. It's not, it's not anything different. You get into the playoffs, you're playing that same team night after night. Oh my goodness, night, yeah. And then the man to man, like yeah. those teams could just play terribly yeah. against, like the whole Columbus yep. and Tampa Bay. They team. get under your skin, they find it, and Technically, I think. Technically, Tampa Bay should have beat yeah. them. Technically. By all accounts, it was a complete disaster. Which is for why it Tampa. was such a shocker. However, man to man, you don't know how those guys can yeah. actually play against Which ones each other. have the mental tenacity? And you're to completely do it. right. The same team for. Five to seven games, mm-hmm. that's... It gets at you. <laughs> sure and I think does. with Nashville, they've got... Obviously, they're highly skilled. Mm-hmm. They've made it that far. Any team that makes it to the playoffs, any team in the NHL, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. But I think what they're missing is just the common direction. You've got the goaltending. He knows what he's supposed to do. But all the other guys on the ice, I think that he's... You know, they're very single-minded and when it comes to the playoffs you cannot be single-minded you have to if you're going to be that way it better be as a unit Mm -hmm. and I think that's just kind of where they lost it they lost their communication their on-ice communication and they lost their direction as a team as a whole they got to figure out what kind of team they want to be yeah because right now it's like they're not goons but well and like I said before they are relatively young Mm -hmm. 98 start year yeah they've gone through a couple coaches since then Mm -hmm. some ownership trouble since then yeah which like like I said you know it's not like the Red Wings where you have the same ownership for forever right and then you know you feel like everybody who's hired in has kind of the same vision as you right sometimes that new direction or different directions in the office can adjust (laughs) cannot go well I think with 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 Weber being traded, I think that may have upset the nucleus a little bit too, because a lot of the players. It was a shock. Yeah, it was huge, huge shock. It's mm-hmm. like it's like if the Wings were to trade Iserman when we had him. Right. It's like what what would that do to the fan base, and that overflows into what happens on the ice, whether people want to admit it or not. The way the fans react affects the team. Mm-hmm. That's who inevitably pays their check at the end of well, the yeah, night. Yeah, the fans, the media, yeah. the everything. But it's hard to argue it though too with it. With it being a with it being a young team too, because then you look at Vegas, yeah, and their first <laughs> yeah. two seasons making the playoffs, their first season they're making just, the finals, yeah, blowing everything out of the yeah. water just because a lot of young talent. But I think that that what you're saying, they had a common mm-hmm. direction. McPhee knew what kind of team he wanted. Not to Not only that, 
but they, as a team, had mm-hmm. the right direction. They, they were going the same way. They were way. all going to do it. Yeah. yeah, and you could tell when they were on the ice. Mm-hmm. They were all going to do it. Yeah, I think if, if Nashville identifies what kind of team they want to be, obviously the end stops kind of riding the wave almost. Yeah, yeah. it's just, and it's not to say that they're all like, oh, they all suck. But no, for sure not. We've just all we've been saying how great they are. <laughs> but especially with their development. Those guys have to fit into that formula too. That's so. Uh, that's got to be so tough, just mm-hmm. as you know, because you've got these players that you have now, but then you have to rely on what you're getting and yeah. have to make room for them eventually, mm-hmm. or sell them off. Yep. Or <laughs> and that comes at a sacrifice at who's on the roster. And that's currently. management, GM. That's, that's it's an big. ugly job. <laughs> it's an ugly job. <laughs> no one wants to do it. I would say though, I mean, with with the people that they have, I say the next two seasons or so. I mean, they've got Colin Blackwell. Mm-hmm. Um, for goaltending, and he's he's pretty promising. So, if in the event Rene retires or gets traded or gets injured or whatever, Blackwell could be a very good backup for Saros. Yeah, and Saros is he's pretty good. He proved his time in, in the AHL and did really well last season. Um, even that they've got Troy Grosnick, yeah, who is an oh, AHL my vet. I feel like their goalie prospects mm-hmm. are pretty deep, and I feel like a lot of teams are deep like that, except <laughs> the Red Wings. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> I, I mean. Yeah, let's not get off topic, but <laughs> I just I feel like their goaltending is yeah. deep, which is going to be good for them going Huge. forward. Huge, yeah, and I, I, I'm interested to see what they do with Eli Tolbinen because he got yes. sent back to the AHL yes. after training camp. Yeah. That was kind of interesting because I thought he was for I sure. I a lot of people thought spot. he yeah. was a roster But they don't spot. have a lot of cap space. But they so also if you bring he, a guy in like that, it's like six or 700000 for the season. Yeah, but if, I mean, if he's still doing his thing in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. then that's – just fine for them. They can watch him there, and then yep. they can pull him up if they want yep. to. Someone gets injured, he's probably yep. one of the first to go up. Yeah. So it's good to have those kind of guys, the ones that you know you can call on yeah. if someone's injured. And it's got to suck it's not, those it's guys. It's not necessarily <laughs> like a roster spot. You know, you yeah. can just call them if they're injured. Yeah, so the two ways are really helpful, and they they don't suck up a lot of space as far as cap goes. But they, I mean, they they face the same deal every other team does, where oh, you've yes. made these super long contracts, and some of them you're just stuck with. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it unless you yeah, move because they all have no move clauses and all right. this goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I think they've gotten smart because it's a business signed. at yeah. the same time. You know, well, a lot of their guys now they've only signed for two or three seasons, and yeah. so I think the NHL as a whole is getting to shorter contracts because a lot of these players want to be on the move. Or yeah, they want to test them out. It's we want to go to a team that's going to win you a cup, and yeah. I, I think that if you're on the Predators, it, I think that they'll get there. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with your they need a common goal mm-hmm. which is of course the cup we're not saying that they don't know what they're playing for we're more <laughs> saying why that the NHL? <laughs> they we're more saying that they just have to play like that mm-hmm. mostly yeah and they drafted heavy on the euros the last couple seasons yeah. so of course that's going to play a huge part in it too and by that i mean the european style of development is completely different yeah. than the North American style. Mm-hmm. So they'll have to, at some point, get those guys over here to then start getting them on the same page with the AHL. That takes longer, at yeah. least a couple seasons. So yeah. they've got at least four It's different playing over there in Europe <laughs> than yeah. it is playing here, for sure, is what we see. Not everyone from. can have a Moritz cider. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got it. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, I think that we're in agreement there, though, with mm-hmm. the... Milwaukee. So um, just some fun things about Nashville there. Um, tell us what you think. Uh, we'd love it if you shared this podcast yes. with all of your friends. All your Nashville-loving friends. I was going to say, especially yeah. if your friends are Nashville lovers. 
Um, if we missed any prospects that you're like, I cannot believe they didn't talk about them, please tell us. I could always just go down the list of all the drafts from the last, like, <laughs> You've 20 got skates. You've got pucks. You've got <laughs> ice. defensemen. Maybe a goalie. We'd be great commentators. It's true. Um, so, yeah, just make sure you share this podcast. Um, coming up, we've got YouTube videos. I want you all to know that we have YouTube videos. So go watch them. It's just Access Hockey MI on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so go there. We talk about a you bunch of You get to put faces with the voices. It's probably the best it's part. It's probably it. scary. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. you can also put gestures with the voices because we're always talking with our hands. Um, but we've got that. Keep a track. Keep a track. Keep a track. Keep a track, y'all. Keep track of our website as well. Um, we just really appreciate you listening along and hope to hear. Here, talk to you. We're going to talk to you (laughs) next week. (laughs) Bye, guys.